Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's January 23rd. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me. What what did you just show me on your phone? It there, was, buddy? Uh, I, I can tell you later. All right, whatever. Um, on this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast, we continue our series of episodes called Consistency, um, and we're going to discuss uh, running backs 13 through 24. Um, we have a quick question before we want to start the show, but before we get into that, Check out our website, The Fantasy Champions. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at The Fantasy Champions, at Facebook.com forward slash The Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. I'm actually going to try to make this 25 minutes today. We say that Set every single show, but let's try it. <laughs> it's because uh, the extra crap on the Tuesday show that we have to do, because the NFL season still is going on, technically speaking. Yes. Um, so quick reactions will not happen on Tuesday's show because there is nothing to quick react about. Because unless you want to talk about the Pro Bowl, <laughs> I doubt that that's a scenario. Um, so let's get to our icebreaker question: Who do you think will be a breakout running back in 2020, similar to Dalvin Cook? <sighs> Can you go first on this one? Because I'm debating. Okay, between right, right. you guys. So um, I don't know. This is an interesting question. I don't even know myself. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just pick a guy. I know you. I know you want to say Fournette. Uh, well, Fournette finished in the top ten, so I don't think he's gonna like. Is it crazy Dalvin to say to, no? Dalvin Cook. He's like uh, no. Well, I have a guy. I yeah. actually. You know what? I'm gonna say a guy. I think uh, Joe Joe Mixon. <laughs> okay. Joe All Mixon right. to me is going. Is that the guy you were gonna take? No. Flip. Oh. Uh, so Joe Mixon, I think, is the guy that's gonna break out and ascend possibly into the top three. This is an early take. Mm. So is it the Joe Burrow, Burrow effect? Whatever. It might be the Joe Burrow effect, um, but I think he he's been he was terrible at the start of the season, good in the second half of the season, and I think the way they utilized Joe Mixon is very similar to the way that Los Angeles had utilized Todd Gurley, and so if Joe Mixon starts getting a lot more work in the red zone because of the Joe Burrow effect. Um, you're going to start seeing Joe Mixon ascend outside of that number 13 range, who we'll talk about a little bit later, into you know the top four or five. So, yeah, I think it's very possible. Um, I think, I mean, is it crazy to say Kamara because <laughs> he's yes, yeah, that is because he's already had a breakup. But I do think he's going to blow up next year. What about Josh um, Jacobs, number 18? Josh Jacobs is yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't sound he'll excited. Be, he'll be better, but I don't, I don't think he, I'm wow. not going to say he's a breakout. Um. Somebody who we've both been very high on, especially me. I think Devin Singletary okay. has a chance. Alrighty. Um, especially with Frank Gore, I think. Yeah. We'll see if he retires. I don't know. So, I mean, <laughs> a delayed take. But if he retires yeah. and Singletary is the only guy, right. I think he's going to be an RB1 next year. A low-end RB1, okay. but an RB1. Sounds good. Let's move into our uh, main portion. Now that we quickly got it's <laughs> the fastest question we've ever answered. Um, let's move right into our part two of this consistency running backs series. Um, and we're going to start off with Joey Mixon. Your guy who you were just talking about. You want the guy keep, I was keep just going on about. about. I'm just going to rant for 25 minutes about how much I love Joe Mixon. Now, Joe Mixon, he, uh, was relatively decent this year and he was trash at the beginning. Very trash. I was doing the numbers today and I was like, dude, this guy was so bad at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He was consistently an RB three or four. He's getting like five points a week. 
Um, he had six RB1 finishes, two RB2 finishes. So he was about an RB1 only 40 or 50% of the time. I don't know what the difference was between first half of the season Joe Mixon and second half of the season Joe Mixon. But uh, obviously, he. <laughs> if you told me after the first seven weeks of the season that he would have six RB1 finishes, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. No, I, so, I would have probably too. I think I think for Joe Mixon, it's just a it's a matter of usage for him, yeah. Um, and how they utilize him, I think if they utilize him similar to how they did in the second half of the season, I think so, he'll be all right. I think Mixon's gonna be good next year for a couple different reasons. Um, they're gonna have an easier schedule because they finish in last. Yeah, Joe Burrow obviously. Now the the one concern though for Mixon is the same concern though he had right two concerns. They're are they gonna be a good football team? Yes. You think so? No. <laughs> and then is their offensive I was agreeing with your concerns. Is their offensive line going to get any better? Um well, cuz it was considered one of the worst in the league going into last year. Obviously off-season questions that you have to answer. Correct. If they make yeah. some improvements in the offensive line, then they I would probably I would won't be yes. through the draft because their first pick is going to a quarterback. What is their, you know, if, I saw some rumors about a lot of offensive linemen being cut for cap purposes around the league, so so that could be. It looks like a way to get involved. But for me, if I'm if I'm Cincinnati, they got wide receivers. Yep. They even got. I mean, I don't know if Eifert's contract is still there, but he's a decent tight end. He's okay. Um, he's good enough. Good enough to get the job done. Uh, but and then you have you know you have the good wide receivers. You have the decent tight end. You got Joe Mixon as your running back, and then you plug Joe Burrow in. If they improve that offensive line, that offense might actually be good next year. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because what did I I told you earlier this week what I thought Joe Burrow or last week what I thought Joe Burrow was. Yeah, he reminds me of Jared Goff. Oh. But you know what's funny is he's going to Jared Goff had a pretty good year, didn't he? He's going he's he's going to a team where this guy used to coach Jared Goff. Yeah. <laughs> so You know what uh Colin Cowherd said Joe Burrow reminds him of real who? quickly? To, uh Tony Romo. Interesting. That's a weird I know that is take. kind of a weird take. <laughs> Such like, a okay. Colin Cowherd take. What does that mean? <laughs> he said, he's like, a very good, very, very, you know, underrated top 10, borderline top How five How can a guy be underrated when the number one overall pick? He was t- referring to Romo. Oh. But he's like, he'll never be like the great, the best quarterback in the league. That'll be Mahomes. <laughs> no, of course he does say that. But anyway, yeah, Joe Mixon's success is entirely tied to how good his offense is. That's one thing that if you go back and listen to our um, our show on things we learned from this season, that's one of the things that is something that we're going to throw in our content a lot. Is the team good? Because whether they're good or not really makes a difference. Yeah. Like a lot of people drafted Joe Mixon in the second round, and a lot of people were burned in the first half Look at half Josh the Jacobs when they were winning versus when they were losing. Look at Derrick Henry when they were winning versus when they were losing. I mean, there's a lot of running backs that you can go through. Right. So um, you have to make sure that team is is solid and good. Yeah. One exception I make is Saquon Barkley. That's it. Yeah. The one guy. Um, like the the Rams blew this year. And we'll talk about well, – well, you know what? Let's talk about – do you have anything else to say on Joe Mixon? No, no. We can okay. So the next guy on this list is Todd Gurley, number 14. Now, this was expected by a lot of pundits. They were like, oh, my God, He's going to be trash. You were, you were higher on him then. I was very much higher on him because I thought he was going to get the, the at t- least somewhat touches, yeah. of the opportunity. Towards the back half of the season, he did. He got, and you had him on your team for 
like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. But th- towards the back half of the season, he, he did, did okay. Have that. Yeah, he did okay. Um, his success was very much tied to the success of the Rams' offense, which wasn't there. Right. Realistically, but they also didn't start giving him the ball until the midway point in the season. Like they were, they were giving it to him some, but until they realized, oh my God, we got to win football games to make the playoffs. They started, they started using Todd Gurley a lot, and regardless of Todd Gurley's efficiency, um, bruh, <laughs> this is annoying. Reg- me. Regardless of Todd Gurley's efficiency, yeah, um, giving they oh, they giving it to tw- giving it to him twenty times a game, whether he gets three yards yeah. a carry or five yards a carry is irrelevant because for some reason it makes the team better. <laughs> I know, which which is I know it's the strangest um, thing. He had, Where's uh, he going to go in the draft right now, do you think? Because uh, I'd say... Gurley? Yeah. I'd say third or fourth round. I was going to say fourth round. Yeah. So uh, He has six RB1 finishes, by the way, and three RB2 finishes. So he was an RB1 or 2 60% of the time, which is not bad. Uh, um, how many how many games did he bust on? Because uh, he played in 15, or did he play in all 16? I don't think he played in all 16. I think he missed two. Did he really miss two? I don't know. Uh, he played 15. Okay. So... I you mean, know, for, about not, not, not awful. For Gurley, yeah, 60% of the time in 15 games, pretty good. He um, He's going to give you really good games. I think at this point, I, I, it just depends. Because he's still, the, 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 the funny part is that he's still extremely young. How old and is he's, he? He's like 26 or so, 25. I mean, for a running back, 26. Yeah, that's a little like, older. But uh, it's, it's not like his fantasy no, no, is that's, over. No, no, absolutely not. You you have until like you're 30 as a running he's back. He's 25. Yeah. So he's, he's young and... He's not complete. Like I, I just I feel like this year was just a weird year for the Rams, where they were just like, okay. I mean, take this as you will, because it's the L.A. Rambling, okay. meaning it's a rumors website. Mm-hmm. But and they start the article off with NFL rumors, but they said L.A. Rams Todd Gurley returned to Rams is in question. Interesting. I'm not going to take any. <laughs> Anything on that until we get a real source, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, if Gurley comes back, I, I, I think they liked Henderson, and a lot of people liked Henderson. That's and they probably were like, where the rumor Henderson, comes from. Henderson was a third round pick, and I remember everyone was just like freaking out about that third round pick. And Henderson just doesn't look very good. He looks okay. He looks, yeah, he looks, he looks like, like a backup player. Running, he looks like a backup running back. Yeah, and so I think they realize, okay, Todd Gurley's our guy. If they keep him, obviously. I don't know why they would get rid of him. That doesn't really make any sense. But yeah, but I, I think he's 25 years old. He's not a terrible running back. If he gets the red zone opportunities again, that the Todd Gurley's like staple of why he was a number one running back two years in a row is literally because the clown got like 22 touchdowns in both seasons. So it was like if he starts scoring like that again, there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be a high end running back. But it's just a matter of are they scared of his his bum knees getting all freaking messed up to the point where they don't use him in the early half of the season again? That's going to be your concern. Um, and so I think the injury concerns are gone, but Gurley's probably going to end up a third or fourth round pick. Now, can Gurley yeah. be a third or fourth round pick and then do what he did three or four years ago, be the RB1? And, we said that this year and it didn't really work out. Ago. No, I mean he was he was a he was a high end second round pick. Like it's not like he was a third or yeah, fourth round. Yeah, no, pick. that's true. The year he broke out and had his first RB one season, he was a third or fourth round pick, late third, early fourth, and then he broke out and had an RB one season. So can Gurley do that again? I don't know. I don't think he'll do that. I don't think he'll ever do that again. Yeah. Um. But he might. He you know, 
If all things go well, he could be a RB1. Now, this guy, uh, I absolutely love. There's so many guys in the, R, as in the RB2 range. Who, who is it? Miles Sanders. Okay. And so uh, he finished as the number 15 running back in all fantasy football. Had 993. Uh, who would have guessed who would have finished ahead of Jacobs like, fantasy, I know. in week 13? Oh, my God. He finished ahead of Jacobs? Yeah. Jacobs didn't Full play the, the last two yeah, weeks, I true. believe. That's true. So. Um, so where is my dude? There he is. He had 31% of the time an RB1, 6% of the time RB2. He had five RB1 finishes, one RB2 finish. So he had some really Watch decent drink, buddy. game. Yeah, I know. He had some really decent games um, and then some bad games. I watched a lot of him on film during the season. He looks really good. Yeah. Um, and that offensive line's really good. But it's just a matter if they if, – it's just a matter of if they bring back the the Jordan Howard effect. Yeah, that's if he comes back, then Miles Sanders is I'm concerned. But if Jordan Howard just leaves and doesn't come back, and this is Miles Sanders' backfield, there's no reason why we can't believe that he can be a high end RB two, low end RB one. No, I agree. I think if he's by himself, yeah, I absolutely believe he could be a low end RB one. Yeah, um, that's a big if though. Because uh, we'll I, see. I, I know for like Jordan a fact, Howard. Like, Miles, if they bring Jordan Howard back, Miles Sanders is not getting red zone opportunity. Yeah, he might get opportunities between the twenties, but the second they get inside the red zone, it's going to Jordan Howard every day. Right, which which is stupid, but his ceiling will be low at that point. But right, um, no, I do like Miles Sanders a lot, especially going into next year. It's just it's another guy that we just gotta watch how the offseason plays out. Yeah. I feel like everyone is like that. Yeah, I mean, we are in January. When, so when he started, I mean, there were, we felt like there was a lot of times where he wasn't that great. But when he started, he looks like I've had I had him in one of my um, the other leagues, the one that we're in. Yeah, on sleeper, and he um. So I did watch him a little bit when I had the chance, and right. the Eagles were on TV, <laughs> <laughs> or when I went back and watched wow. like Eagles games. Don't you know what excited. I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. um, he does look really explosive. Like he looks very good. Yeah. He kind of he looks like he looks like Singletary almost a little bit. Yeah, a little smaller, but yeah. Yeah, but he's he should be a very good NFL back. Let's move to the next guy. Kenyon Drake started the season with the Miami Dolphins and he blue chunks, blue chunks, and then he finished just 190, 189 fantasy points uh, on the season, and he was actually relatively good. Um, and the opportunity that he was given. He had three RB1 finishes, five RB2 finishes. So uh, his numbers are skewed. We're not, we can't look at his numbers this year and go, oh, he was consistent or he was inconsistent. The only yeah. thing we got is um, the only thing we got is a glimpse of what Kenyon Drake might look like as a full-time, a full-time running back in an offense that actually has somewhat good. <laughs> I just like sneezed and stuff came out. That's disgusting. Yes. Um, but what Kenyon Drake might actually be in 2020 in terms of, of a running back in a good system. You're distracting me right now. My, but uh, when he was in Miami, he was just very bad. He was a very bad running back. And Miami it, is just bad. Um, yeah. Miami, Miami was just bad in general. I was so disappointed that my take was like dead wrong, and then he got traded, and I was like, "Here we go!" And then he finishes the RB sixteen, and I was like, "Yes." Um, Miami, not that day. Miami was just not a good fit. Uh, no. But again, he's another guy. Like, what is Arizona gonna do in the offseason? Yeah. What is their plan at running back? Because if they bring back David Johnson, and King Drake, and 
Uh, who's who's the other guy? Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. I'm not worried about him. Like every- no, I'm not either. But like he's just another body that's in there. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like I I wouldn't be as high on Kenyon Drake. But if they go into next year with just Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. and maybe like Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, like they get rid of David Johnson, then you're looking at Kenyon Drake as yeah a potential like sleeper right. next year to be a no. And I think I think he's a guy that'll probably he's gonna go higher. He's gonna be a guy that goes extremely like. Not extremely high, but he's going to be a guy that goes a little bit higher than I might be c- comfortable with. Yeah. Just because if they do declare him the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals, which he fits the system, it works for him. So it's like if they declare him the ru- starting running back of the Cardinals and David Johnson's gone, he's going to end up being drafted like a top three rounds. Yeah, he'll back. probably be a third-round pick. Third-round pick or so. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm that in on Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. But I do really like him. You see glimpses of greatness when he gets opportunities. So, um, it just it it was a gross fantasy season for him because yeah. he's been half of it on the Dolphins. So I'm gonna have to do more research as to what he actually looked like. But you can't pull from these numbers. You're never gonna be able to pull whether he was consistent or not. Like in the time he was with Arizona, he was somewhat consistent. But it was just it was a question of who was getting the ball and. You a know, lot of questions, yeah. So, anyway, uh, number 17, our bust candidate of uh, the year last year, one of our bust candidates, Le'Veon Bell, finishes oh, at the RB17. You were big on the bust. He had uh, he played in 15 games, um, and he was probably <laughs> drafted in the top 10. And He was drafted in some, some leagues. He went as high as, like, five. He had six RB1 performances, four RB2 performances, finishes an RB1 66% of the time, which is still high level. But he was consistently trash. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> the problem with Le'Veon Bell is A, he's on the Jets. And B That's a big, big <laughs> Adam Gase is his head coach. He does not um, Adam Gase does not like Le'Veon I, Bell. I talked about his fantasy points per opportunity in the past. And how it's be, it's between point seven and point eight, and how many opportunities he would need to touch the ball in order to have success. And yeah. Why, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, he was an RB1 with, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's because the Pittsburgh Steelers literally gave him the same amount of opportunities that freaking Christian McCaffrey had. Yeah. It's like you touch the ball 400 times, you're going to end up the RB1. I don't I don't see, like... I don't think Bell's bad. I just... I don't think he's that bad either, but he, I don't see him staying on the Jets next year, and that becomes a what's going to happen to Le'Veon Bell. Where is yeah. he going to go? Where is he going to go? And... It's it's again. They might trade him. Yeah, straight up. I believe. Yeah, I mean, you saw what Adam Gase said at the end of the season. Did you did you see with him? Yeah, that yeah. whole thing where he was like, Talks "Oh, we don't it, yeah. need a running back or something." Le'Veon Bell like retweeted it with like a with like the emoji. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's it's. I don't like Adam Gase at all. Yeah, no, he's a clown. I I he he did not want Le'Veon Bell to start, so no. that's not his fault, but. Yeah, I mean, as far as next year, I think it's it's landing spot. I don't think he's a bad pick, but I think you just have to know what you're getting into with him. Like, next year, for me, if he stays with the Jets and Adam Gase is the head coach, right? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is going to be a mid to low end RB2. And I just, I continue to believe that. There's no there's nothing that tells me. If he stays with the Jets, yeah. If, if there's nothing that tells me that he's going to. Now, if they trade him to Pittsburgh. And I don't. They just decide James Conner is not the guy because he gets hurt every five minutes, and Le'Veon Bell gets 400 touches because he's playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers again. Then it would not surprise me in the least that he could finish in the top five. But it just all depends on how many touches he gets. Yeah. 
which I don't think any the only team in the NFL that would give him 400 touches are the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> who already have a running back, and uh, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers would do it too. And I think I don't think that they, they were interested in Bell. I think more specifically because of the James Conner problems. But even if he went there, do you think he would if be the splitting. Pats got rid of Sony? They might, but it still wouldn't be. You might think it's a good situation, but the Patriots are not going to give him four hundred. I know they, they like to. They're going to give him like two hundred fifty, yeah. and he's going to end up being a low end RB two. Give it to Burkhead and James yeah. White and all these other guys. So yeah. anyway, I, I that's why I don't like Bell. He just doesn't get enough opportunity to succeed as a fan. It's also the Jets back. were one of the bad. worst. They were. I mean, bad. I talked about the Bengals having one of the worst offensive lines. I think the Jets have the worst offensive line at yeah. least last year in the NFL. So that obviously does not help Le'Veon Bell at all, right? Or even Darnold, poor guy. Um, so they got to address that. Yeah. If if they fix their offensive line and he stays with the Jets and they decide to commit to it, he. I mean, maybe he could be a high end RB two. Okay. Um, number eighteen on our list is Josh Jacobs. Um, Josh Jacobs did not have a bad season, but no. he also did not have finished a finished poorly, season. though. Five uh, RB1 finishes, two RB2 finishes, 38% of the time as an RB1, 15% of the time as an RB2. Um, I like Josh Jacobs, but I think the ceiling is what it is for him right now. Yeah, but like, again, do you, do you see Oakland's offense getting any better? It's next Las year? Vegas now. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Las Vegas, guys, it's going to take me all year to figure Why, NFL? Why? <laughs> Every time they do, so this. they can have more Vegas. I don't know. I just got past San Diego. I just got past it. Los yeah. Angeles Chargers. That's what. Now it's Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. All right. Las Vegas. All right. I don't think. <laughs> I'm stressed out right now. I'm going to say. Oakland. I'm sorry. I, did, I shouldn't have put that much pressure on you. <laughs> um, look, I I like Josh Jacobs. I I liked him. Is it LVR the now? Is that the acronym? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Um, I just changed it. <laughs> yeah, see, what, the problem with Vegas, yeah, is that's that is so weird. That's so weird. I Gosh. feel gross. Violent. I feel like I'm talking about the Golden Knights. Yeah, like hockey, a hockey team. team. Yeah, because they're the only Vegas team until now. Yep. Sorry, we're spending like ten minutes on this, but it's just yep. it's annoying. Okay, next guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the Raiders just like I feel like they're stuck in the middle. Yeah. They did take On a offense. step. I know they, they did take a step this year, mm-hmm. but do you see them taking another step? I don't know. Depends on what they add like in the, the, the Chiefs are in that division. If the Chargers can add a big-name guy. I think if the Chargers just reset their whole team, the, the, the Raiders become I the think the Broncos are a good young team, too, with Drew Locke. <laughs> their defense could, is really old. Yeah, no, their defense is really old. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I I I do think they're. I, I don't know that their offense is going to get any better. I know Josh Jacobs struggled with uh, injuries. He only played in thirteen games. So for me, when I look at Jacobs, he wanted to play through a lot of those things. Yeah. But for me, when I look at Josh Jacobs, I just I don't know that I see him. He's another guy that needs touchdowns in order to have really yeah. big seasons. I now. think he, he, we're gonna. He's another guy. Yeah, I'm to the list. What are the Raiders gonna do in the offseason? Right. They're gonna add offensive line help. They're gonna add receivers, or are they right. gonna stay pat and maybe add a defensive player? Like, what are they could gonna you, do? Could you see this guy? I, I want to see when things start shaping up in terms of, you know, where guys are going in the draft. But could you see this guy end up being like the fifth or sixth round pick that ends up ascending? Yes, into I could see that. if he's if he's a fifth or sixth round pick. I think yeah. that's 
That's, that's perfect what, value. Like I'll take yeah, that all day. Yeah, I would. Um, fourth percent. or fifth? I, a fourth is edging it for me. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't really want him in the third, late third, early fourth round. Um, but we're gonna have to see as the off season goes along what happens. Obviously. Um. So I I don't know I. He's he was good at times, but then you just you look at his numbers and you're like the end of the season really just he's, hurt. He's meh. His value, yeah. He's very meh. Um, the next guy on our list is Philip Lindsay. Now I also talked about this guy being a bust. He's kind of exactly what we anticipated him. Yeah, being. he wasn't. Yeah, uh, but I want to give you these numbers because man, oh man, was he disgustingly bad. Uh oh. <laughs> Three RB one finishes. Four RB2 finishes. 18% of the time is an RB1. 25% of the time is an RB2. So he wasn't even consistent enough to be an RB1 or an RB2 50% of the time. That's all, that's with a full season. He was the RB19. He gave you some good games, but you couldn't predict when they were. So basically, he was a he was a pretty face on your bench. Yeah. Or your flex for some teams. And now he's going through another coaching change. And another surgery as well. And another surgery. And I don't know. He's not a bad running back. Like, he shows this, like, I watched him, and I'm like, okay, this is why people like him. He hits the whole heart. He hits the whole heart. He has a lot of pop. He has a lot of fight. I just think that he's very capped. He's very capped. No, I agree. His size caps him. Um, It doesn't cap his opportunities because he did touch the ball over 200 times, I believe, this year. But it just, I think think his size, it gets to him at certain points because he's just so small that – you give a guy that small 200 touches, it it mentally wears on him. You know what I mean? Right. And f- physic more physically than anything else. But like, whereas a guy like, you know, and I don't think this guy's going to be any good now that I've seen him two years, and I don't, you don't really expect him to do anything. But Royce Freeman, he's a guy that can handle the punishment. You know what I mean? He can handle yeah. the 250 touches. I think whoever, season. whatever the Broncos, they're both to exactly do. the same, to me. Yeah. No, I think I think they'll probably just. I could easily see them going dual backfield again all year and just like hurts both their values. Could you see them resetting all together? Yeah, and, I mean maybe taking, but this year's running back free agency class is huge. This running back class for running backs in the draft is huge. I could see I them mean, just saying, I'm gonna we're gonna forsake these two guys all I could see that. I think that would be dumb because they have a lot of holes on their team. That they could use that no, resources in other places, but right, 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 right. I could see them doing that, like drafting a running back in the second, yeah, or third and round. being like, now we have Drew Locke, we have our quarterback, now we have our running back. And it's like, yeah, you kind of need right. other things, but I mean, I, not that Philip Lindsay is a bad running back per se. I just think that there's a lot of things that are kind of like holding him back, yeah, in a way. So um, here's the RB19. Would you consider him a bust? Because that was the thing I was kind of fumbling with all season. It depends season. where you took him. If you took him where we told you to take him, no. It's sixth round. If okay. you took him like in the fourth, fourth. or fifth round. Yeah. yeah. If you if fourth round pick, yeah. He was a bust. Yeah. Um, so I Fifth round is debatable. I don't hate Philip Lindsay. I tried to trade for him because of all the easy games towards the end of the season. <laughs> and the guy was just like, No, 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 no. <laughs> Making A, dude. Uh anyway, uh Marlon Mack. This guy to me was a massive disappointment. Yes, I agree ways. with that. Um, he did miss quite a few games. Uh, I think it was he played in. Hold on a second, I'm looking it up right now. He played in 14 games. 
Yes, 14 games. So he didn't miss that many games. But he had three RB1 finishes, six RB2 finishes, 21% of the time as an RB1, 42% of the time as an RB2. Marlon Mack, man, disappointing. And, and I think, so here's the thing. He finished draft, strong, though. Draft night, you know, you're you're sitting there, and, and for us, we drafted the night Andrew Luck Yeah, retired. it would literally happen during our draft. And so the decisions that a lot of people made about Marlon Mack had to do with the luck the luck situation. Yeah. Now, if he had Andrew Luck, I definitely believe he would have been significantly better. Okay. Um, there was a guy that I watch uh, for fantasy football stuff on YouTube, and he uh, he was he loved Marlon Mack all off season, best ball drafts in like freaking March, <laughs> and he had like Marlon Mack on all his teams, and like Marlon Mack does this, obviously you lose all your money, but um, I I feel like I, it's just very disappointing to see what he did this year. There were times where you looked at him, you're like, this guy's a really good running back, like, but he doesn't really, I don't know, he just doesn't look explosive to me anymore. Yeah. Like and, and he might be good this year. I have to watch a lot of film on him in the off season, but like I don't I'm not He's only twenty three. I just looked up his no, age. I know. So it's not like he's um, I just don't think do you think their offense is getting any better? Like there's a lot of quarterbacks. They could go out and add Jameis Winston. <laughs> Andrew Luck could come back. Yeah. Um no, I mean Marlon Mack to me was definitely a disappointment. We're not saying that we have any inside sources about all No Luck, gosh, no, I wish. <laughs> yeah, um but that's kind of reasons why I actually kind of like him for this year. Yeah, uh, because I think He's a lot of way down. a lot of people are very down on Marlon Mack. They're going to fade him. I very think far. they're going to they're still going to use him a lot, maybe even more than they did this past season. Right. I mean, the last two weeks of the season, he against Carolina, he had 16 carries for 95 yards and touchdown, yep. and then 15 carries, 77 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So he finished the year strong. Um, he was injured a little bit. I think going into next year, if he's like fallen, because where is he going to get drafted? He got drafted late third round, early fourth this year. Yeah, as a twenty, like you're talking about, this is the twentieth guy. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be down in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and not including like rookies and stuff. So right. So yeah, I mean, for parts of the year, you thought he might be an RB one. If he goes in the seventh round, like I would gladly take Marlon Mack there. Yeah. Um, number 21, Devonta Freeman. I, I think the days, he, what is he, 27 now, 26, 27? Uh, yeah, I think the days like of Devonta Freeman are pretty much done. He's entering that, uh, he's not old. That's the problem. He's 27, yeah. He turns 28. Okay, so he's, he's starting to enter that Adrian Peterson old man-ness. Um, I don't, I think if there's any year he's going to finish as an RB1, this is, would be the last. Yeah. Um he was he was very bad this year. Three times finishes in RB one, four times finishes in RB two. Only about forty forty nine percent of the time he finished as an RB one or two. So he was disappointing in a lot of ways in the games that he played. Um I believe he missed some time. So I feel like this is it for Devonta Freeman. Um and I, I don't really expect like next year, like I think a lot of people came into the season and they were like, Oh my god, Devonta Freeman is gonna be the He was really a third round pick. A lot of people were projecting him to be high. Um, I had I've talked about this before going into our draft. I had four running backs in the third round that I was thinking about selecting, um, and I put Devonta Freeman last on that list because of his age, and or not because of his age, but because of his injuries and because of just the fact that the years that he was an RB one in fantasy, all of fantasy were down years for running backs. Yeah, 
So that means the years he was the best, that was when everyone was the worst. You know what I mean? So you're the worst. You're the best of the worst. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, right. Uh, like, to me, I, I just, if he if he ends up in RB1, it'll be very low end. It'll be 10, 11, 12. Like, he's not going to ascend into this. No, I agree. Yeah. It's I not mean, happen. he will probably continue to get an opportunity unless the Falcons draft a running back or something right, like right. that. So I do think he'll be at least okay next year, but. Yeah, I think the days of Devontae Freeman running around this league is yeah is over. He's very inconsistent this year. Um, so let's talk about James White, who hey was gross. Yeah, that's but gross. you know what? Consistent. He will probably do the same thing next year. And I will tell you exactly what he did when I find his freaking numbers. He had one RB one performance. So you're like, okay, gross. I don't want that. He had ten RB two performances. Perfect flex. So he was eight. Perfect he was flex. Very good flex. Uh, about seventy two percent of the time, seventy three percent of the time, he was an RB RB one or two. So mostly an RB two. Get like twelve points a week. Yeah. So uh, you're you're getting a consistent finish for James White every single week. It looks really really like for him. I I think I don't know where he's gonna go. We have to see what happens. But I like – I actually – it depends on if Tommy B comes back too. Like if Brady is back in New England, obviously James White will be a featured part of the offense. Yeah. If he doesn't come back, I don't know. I don't know what we can expect from James White. And because of that uncertainty, if Tommy, if Tom Brady doesn't come back to New England, I think James White just in the sheer circumstances of uncertainty, I'm just not going to draft him. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel it. But yeah. I think he's worth – Early season, Especially, yeah. you know what you're going to get. You'll get good flex numbers. You know what you're going to get at this point. Yeah, and so it's like you get good flex numbers. If the guy's a seventh, eighth round pick, you can if he has a good matchup week one, you can start him and say, okay, you know, let's yeah, do it. He's going to get me twelve to thirteen. Gonna, yeah, he's going to get me twelve to thirteen points. Try to get a get a can win. Fall, fell a hole if somebody's injured. Yeah, so I, I like him in that context, but yeah. I don't think there's a breakout coming oh, no, for James White or anything like that. So he's just. He's RB2. also a little older than people think he is, too. Yeah. What is he, 27? Yes, and he turns 28 next week. Wow. Yeah, he's a little bit older. So he's the so, same age as Devontae Freeman, pretty much. You know what you're getting in him. You're not yeah. going to get an RB1. You're going to get an RB2, but you'll get one that is slightly consistent. A low-end RB2. Yeah, low-end yeah. R- low RB2 that's consistent. Yeah. So uh, number 23, Melvin Gordon only played in 12 games this year. He's going to be an interesting one. Interesting guy because he is going to be a free agent this year. We don't know if he returns to L.A. or not. He has five RB1 finishes this year, three RB2 finishes. He finishes an RB1 or an RB2 about 65% of the time. So he is, he is so one of those. So if you take those first three games out, though, because remember those first three games, he was yeah. garbage. So He's I think he had, he had eight of the nine weeks after that. He was either an RB1 or RB2. Okay. So from what week on? So what was that? I think week seven. When did he come back? Week five. Yeah, I was just gonna pull up the numbers. Yeah, you can pull it up if you want. Uh, week eight. Yeah, you know it'd be interesting eight. to look up on Fantasy Pros where Melvin Gordon finished Num- after number eight after week eight. Okay. So he yeah he was the number he was the RB eight which is kind of where he was getting drafted. Yeah. Similar, I guess. It's kind of what you would expect. Yeah. He's not a bad running back. I think if he stays in L.A., he gets the same amount of opportunity, does the same thing. I think things. he'll probably be a low-end RB1. Pro- probably be a low-end RB1. Yeah. And a guy that you can probably count on drafting in the third, fourth round. Um, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, but if he does leave and go to another it team. It really depends where he goes. It really depends. Yeah, it, it definitely depends where he goes. 
but like there there's like there's just there's so many now that I'm kind of looking at the league, there's a lot of different holes to fill in different spots. And like you see teams with like Devonta Freeman, you know, twenty eight year old running back. New England had Sony Michelle not perform well this year. Yeah. You know, you have Tampa Bay and Houston who both are probably gonna be in the market for Houston a running definitely back. I think well. Um, so it's like I see some of these teams, but but then you see a lot of free agent running backs, and so it's like and rookies like David Johnson, perfect fit, perfect fit would be in Tampa with Bruce Arians. I think the guy that, that I think that's him. where he's probably gonna end that's up. That's probably yeah. where he'll end up. So that fills that spot. Kansas City needs a running back too. Yeah. So it's like where's Melton? You can make Melton the argument Gordon Denver in? goes after somebody like right, you were saying right. earlier. So at first I was looking at the league going who needs a running back, and now I'm looking at the league going. Everyone, <laughs> uh, more more than you would think. Yeah. More than you would think, because you think like the Jets, if they get rid of Bell, will probably probably need a running back, right? Yeah. So, not that you want to go out and draft whoever no, they get, but <laughs> but yeah. So Melvin Gordon, not a bad option next year. Just depends on where he goes. Um, so you should definitely keep an eye on that. Well, uh, if the if the man like to me, he's a top five running back. If he go if he gets picked up like by Kansas City for example. Yeah. But the money that he wants and the money that they're going to fork out to Mahomes, he's not getting a contract from New- from Kansas City. No, no, probably not. I actually, to me, I, I would anticipate that he goes back to L.A. I think that... You mean Vegas? Los Angeles. Oh, Detroit. sorry. See, now I'm getting myself confused. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I was ready to correct you so badly about Oakland and Vegas that I corrected you on Frick. L.A. and Vegas. You me on the wrong thing. It's because what team is... There's yeah. another team in another sport I think that's going from L.A. to Vegas or Vegas to L.A. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yes, I think I agree with you. I think he's probably going to end up with the Chargers. Yeah, that's and awesome. uh, if he does end up with the Chargers, that's good news for him. Yeah. Bad news for Eckler. Yeah. But we'll talk about Eckler as the offseason goes along because he is an interesting player. But anyway, the final guy, number 24 and half PPR, Raheem Mostert. No, we don't get to talk about David Montgomery. Just barely at RB3. <laughs> Thank God. At RB25. Uh, but Raheem Mostert came on later in the season. Yep. Um, he wasn't good for the first half of the season. In the didn't second really half, play much. didn't really play much. And then uh, Tevin Coleman was, you know, injured, not injured. Matt Breida injured, not injured. Uh, even Mostert had injury problems. But uh, when he came in, he took advantage of his opportunities. He was very good. Undrafted free agent. Did you know, did you know he was on nine NFL teams or something like that? I, I, said, I saw seven. Seven NFL in, teams. In like four seasons. And uh, San Francisco gave him his first opportunity to play. So he's a relatively decent running back, a guy that might actually be good next year. Problem is you can't buy into the San Francisco it's, backfield. That's the only problem with him. I do like him. I think he's extremely fast as everybody has witnessed (laughs) he's a fast running back and he works with san francisco um the problem is they're probably gonna use a lot of guys next year yeah um so just looking at the numbers from week 10 to 17 um mostert was the rb11 yeah um so he was he was an rb1 he was was rb1 he was from weeks 10 to 17 uh, relatively decent, and when he was on the field, he's fast, he's quick. We watched him in the a- a- NFC Championship game dominate. We'll see if he does anything in the Super Bowl. He had four RB1 games, two RB2 games. So about 40% of the time, he was an RB1 or RB2. Yeah. Um, but considering that he didn't start or play very much in the first half of the season, we'll see, that's pretty good. We'll see what the, again, another we'll see, but we'll see how the 49ers running back situation plays out throughout the offseason. I'm not going to be very 
comforted by whatever they do because they're, yeah, probably they're not. bringing in more running backs. <laughs> Watch they they have a six running back core. The problem is, and I I would totally be like all in on Raheem Mostert. Like if it, if Mostert was the guy and they came out and said he's the guy and Coleman walked and, and Burrito gone, would be the third down. Back. And Jarek McKinnon was the third or McKinnon third running yeah. back or whatever. And so and you had you knew that you was going to get the opportunity. Right. Like I would say, Raheem Mostert is a breakout player next year. Yeah. But because of the uncertainty with four running backs in your backfield, <laughs> right? That's just that's just San Francisco. Much, that's yeah. Kyle Shanahan. That's what it's going to be. And it works out for them as a team, so they're not going to stop. Let me ask you this: Next year, assuming Jarek McKinnon isn't involved, you have Breda, you have Tevin Coleman, and you have Raheem Mostert. What are you doing with Raheem Mostert in terms of drafting? He's probably not like until like sixth or seventh round. I wouldn't even go in tenth. He's gonna. I mean, he'll probably get drafted high because of the way he finished. Yeah, maybe. But no, I, I don't think he's gonna I, be that high. I think he could, he could go like seventh. seventh I round. I wouldn't draft him there, but I think that's where okay. he's probably gonna go. I'm interested to see where he goes because he's a name that no one is unless he has like a massive Super Bowl. He's a yeah. name that no one is really gonna be thinking about. So I would think that he maybe even falls nine, ten, or eleven. If that's the case, you you can sneak away with a guy that might actually be a decent RB two for a majority of the season. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to see what happens with Mostert, but that does it for the top twenty four running backs that finished in twenty nineteen, and we're halfway through this consistency series already. Dang. And I've learned so much already. I know. There's I have more as well. running back vacancies than I thought. <laughs> um. That'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Um, do you have any closing thoughts for him before I uh, send him off to, uh, to uh, the Pro Bowl? <laughs> oh, gosh. Nobody watched the Pro Bowl. Yeah, don't, do not hurt yourself. Don't waste your mind on that. See you on Tuesday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.